Hello and welcome back to the Inner Call podcast. My name is Fleur. I'm so happy to be here with you, for you to be listening in. I think it's really important that you give yourself this time today, a moment to reflect on how you're tuning into your intuition, how you're following what your inner call is saying to you, where it's showing up in your life. Today's episode really speaks to boundaries and protecting your peace and carving out some time for yourself. So if that is something that doesn't come easy to you, today's episode is going to be a really good one to listen in on. I have another guest today. Her name is Kat Graham, and she is very well known for her CW Supernatural drama series, The Vampire Diaries, but she was also in The Parent Trap in 17 again. She was a singer and a model and a dancer. She worked with Prince at one point, which is very interesting, and she's got a huge heart that really shows up in her humanitarian work with the UN. So she does a great deal on that front as well. But most of all, she's a great conversationalist and a deeply spiritual person. And I learned a lot from our, from our conversation today. Like I mentioned earlier, we really speak to boundaries and what it looks like to find personal power and where we lose it and how we can regain it. So today's episode, if you can listen just take this time and see where there's a couple things you might be able to apply to your own life in order to heal and hear your inner call a little bit more every single day. Don't forget, please leave me a review. I want to hear about your listening experience so far, perhaps who you want on the show, what you're looking forward to listening in about, what you're wanting to learn. I do read every single review, so please write one so that we know how this show is impacting you. It makes all the difference. You'll notice as you listen to this episode that the audio isn't perfect. We had an audio issue come up. It doesn't affect Kat's voice, which is really the most important one in this interview. So we did want to keep this up for your listening pleasure. And I apologize for it not quite being up to par, but I do hope you really enjoy the episode. I wish I could do these in person, but at the same time, I feel like... Well, where are you? kind of great. I'm in Lisbon. You're in Portugal? Oh, yeah. Well, then, yeah, we're not doing it in person. I just... <laughs> no, exactly. Are you Are you in New York? Uh, I will be later oh. today. Oh, funny. Okay. But where are you right now? I'm, I'm in um, Los Angeles. I'm supposed to be in Atlanta right now at my studio with headphones. <laughs> oh, okay. But... You know, alas, and somehow, uh, somehow I know I'm going to New York, which is great, but a little, a little scrambly. Yeah. Do you, do you like having less notice or are you like, no, no, no. I'm no, I'm a triple Virgo. Like you can't plan enough around something. So yeah. I'm very much like out of my comfort zone right now, but that's okay. And I was like, I'm leaving for the airport after we talk. And I was like, there's just no way I want to make sure I'm connected to you and that we have a great podcast. Oh, good. Thank you. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited. I was thinking about you as I was doing and thinking about my questions. I, I kind of think about this two ways, right? Like you are coming in as a celebrity guest, as an actress, as nice. a musician. It's fancy. 
But, yes, but then I was like, but that doesn't really quite fit because she's so spiritually in tune. <laughs> and we have this other category of guests that are kind of like the spiritual teachers. And I was like, huh, maybe she's, maybe she's a little bit of both because I feel like we're going to do a deeper dive. I'm, I'm very excited. I think you are such a, you're like a unicorn, you know, like very rarely are are people as young and experienced and beautiful like you that have so much under your belt. But like, sometimes I'm like, well, maybe she's like, remember that one woman in death becomes her that had the potion and she was actually like 300 years old or something wild like that. That's you. Like maybe you're actually like <laughs> yeah, 400 years old and you're, you got the, the key. I think the funny thing about this though is yes, in certain areas of my life, but I'm always like growing and changing and, getting more insight it's like an unraveling you know because we're also so so programmed and and yeah you know this as well it's like you you think you hit a new a new layer and then you're like oh wow okay whatever work you do on the self will enhance all of the information available to you on a spiritual level on an intuitive level but then you realize oh it's it's circular like it just never ends. It never there's ends. A, it's, it goes like this, tenuous. I think. Yeah. But I, that's actually where I want to start because I went searching through the internet uh, for <laughs> you <laughs> in the preparation of this just to know a little bit more about you. And one thing that I thought was so juicy when I heard it. Oh, God. I podcasted you a while ago. <laughs> no, but it's good. It's good. Because you were like, oh, yeah, you know, around 15, 16, I started reading all those spiritual books. Yeah, Bodhi all, Tree. Like, the big heavy hitters. The heavy hitters, mm -hmm. the heavy hitters. What about it for you was that initiator of, I'm, I'm going to go dive into the spiritual aspects of myself so early. Yeah, I, I had been called an indigo kid. Indigo kids are usually, they have a kind of a, a way to kind of take in information or they have kind of like a, a, a inner knowing, which I was always really attracted to it. My parents were were meditators and all of that but I was really really into while certain kids were like into like goosebumps and stuff like that I was like into like Sai Baba and you know meditation and understanding that there was an entire other dimension coexisting mm -hmm. and I I just I really loved it there's also something really interesting about if you grow up in poverty and you have no sense of, of control, you have no control over your surroundings, you will turn like upward and be like, you need some sort of answer because you don't want to necessarily like live like that. So from a human level, I needed to understand why my mom and I were struggling so much and I needed to have kind of a way to navigate us out of it. And it, and I know that with manifestation, I needed to talk to the co-creator. I'm like, can I get a meeting? Because I don't think this is like safe for us. And, mm. you know, every day I, and I still do, I just, and that's why I was like, I think a little, a couple minutes late. Cause like, I just, I just hang out with God. Like we just were like that, you know, I just like hang out and we just kind of connect and talk and it's just been a, my my most important relationship. And I started it pretty young, yeah. Was it your mom 
No, it was like some like we would go to these like little like conventions. I would be obsessed with like certain conventions. Like I remember Eric Pearl, who's a great healer out here in California. He had she would meet people and they'd be like, She's an indigo, she's an indigo. And we wouldn't know what it meant. I'm like, purple? Like we didn't know. You know, we were just I was raised Jewish speaking Hebrew, so I I didn't know anything outside of the Torah and, you know, Jewish school and like the YMCA, you know. That that was all I, I, I knew as a kid. And then we would go to the Bodhi tree and I felt at peace there. Like I felt at peace with spirituality and spiritual people. And it wasn't until COVID really that I, I allowed myself the hours that I, I wanted to kind of just, I call it the drop in, to just like drop in and be. But then it actually wasn't even until about two weeks ago when I had reached out to you and I really wanted to like work with you and, and, and connect with you that I had decided that I wouldn't go a week without connecting to somebody who operates in both realms more, whether it's like a a shaman or a seer, or, you know, somebody who meditates, you know, people that kind of understand the importance of both, of both worlds, because a lot of people are into meditation because of, for their mental health and things like that. But for me, I needed to have a bit more consistency, I would say. Yeah, and it's a different kind of meditation, too. I I talk about this with students a lot. And a lot of people will meditate, and it's passive. It's like we're there to lower the cortisol, which is incredible. I mean, that's where everything starts. But the second kind of meditation, I think, is more active. Where it's, can you move energy? Can you shift into awareness? Can you find your intuition? Can you manifest? Right? Like, all of that is a very active meditation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think when you say drop in, it's more of the active. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, I used to meditate where I would just like, think of my third eye and focus on my breathing and I'd be on a beach and it's just very like nice. And and I'm still in my, I'm almost like in my body. You know what I mean? I'm still me. I still hold this identity of, okay, I'm Kat Graham and I'm this and my dad's black and my mom is white and I was raised this way and I'm a professional actor and this is who I am. Whereas now when I drop in, my entire identity will dissolve if I'm doing it right. And I am just a vessel and I'm just like... It takes a while. <laughs> it takes a while, sure. but that's that's kind of that's well, kind of how I'm how I how I meditate now. I just I like yeah. to dissolve. Mm, that's beautiful too. I, I want to go back as to what you said about the indigo child thing. I'm I'm stuck on it. Okay. <laughs> because what I find so fascinating is I had the same experience. Really? As a kid. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like we would have people come up to us and be like. You know, I never tell anybody. Yeah. I'm psychic and your child's psychic. Yeah. I'm your child's medium. My parents are like, yeah. I roll. You know, I, but I took it completely different. By 15, 16, I was like, what is this cult? Why do they keep wanting me to do So you know? went, you maybe went the, the opposite way. Whereas I was all about this my entire life, but I decided to not do it full-time I just decided to just be an actor but it's kind of circled back around you know like I'd been reading Deepak since I forever but I was an actor so there was really no place for spirituality and at the I mean most of my career nobody was interested in hearing my thoughts on the mind or wellness or spirituality that's pretty recent Mm. but that you've seen that shift no I'm seeing it happen I'm seeing it happen now yeah for sure and I'm I'm less, I didn't say I was insecure about it. I just didn't think anyone was really that interested in 
what I have to say. And, and, and even some of the friends that I kind of run around with, I mean, these are very like mm. intense people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who I'm sure use it in a different way that they might not be aware of. So when you take to this very early on, <laughs> is there ever a moment that you question it? Is there ever a moment that you lose yourself? Yeah, it's called a red carpet. (laughs) It's like Hollywood and LA and, you know, I forgot like the first time we talked, I wasn't in like this kind of Hollywood space, right? But it was like award season and all of that. It's very, very hard for me to stay in my center when I'm dealing with a lot of different energies. And that could be like anyone, anyone at a hospital, anyone that has a job, anyone that has to like work at a factory or when you're dealing with a big volume of people, I dissipate. Whereas like Mm. when I'm alone or when I'm in nature or when I'm home in Georgia and I'm in my own space, it's like, like super clear. But yeah, no, I, yeah, every, every time. And I'm learning how to like balance that and breathe. But sometimes like I deal with like a lot of low vibrations and Mm -hmm. I think certain things matter that actually are pretty irrelevant, (laughs) but I'm guilty of it. You know, it's just. That's the human experience. Yeah, no, I, I really get human with it. Like really human. So. Have you found personal practices so far or is that your current journey? I guess. Is that the current journey is how do I not stray so far how do I yeah I think I think it's like you know I have my commitments for my like my life partner or my like life partners people that I like travel with or people that I just like that are my my team and I have a commitment to those people I have I have a commitment to my dog you know what I mean like I have commitments one thing that I feel like I've committed to which is which is med- morning meditations is important, but I I made the decision and actually kind of happened this morning because I felt very overwhelmed for this flight. And I'm like, should I reschedule? Should I this? And I'm like, no, I made a commitment and I'm, I'm, I am committed to you. Right. So it's like in the same way, it was like Oscar Sunday and, and I was committed to going to see a Buddhist monk and doing a meditation with him. It was the most crazy day. There was so much going on and returns and fashion and pickups and this and very human stuff. But as long as I don't put the human stuff above my practice and my commitments to people that walk in that path, as long as I don't make one thing more important than that, than you or the Buddhist monks, I'm putting y'all in one category. Why, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. As long as I, as long as I can, I have integrity, then I think I'm in my practice. I'm in my, I'm in my center because everything else I can't control what comes at me as an entertainer, but I can control who I decide to put my attention with and stay consistent. Mm-hmm. So that's helping me a lot. And you, you speak about this also from the spiritual practice, but I wonder in your music, in your art, being an actor, do you also feel a sense of inspiration? Mostly no. Mostly, mostly no. There's certain like jobs or, or scripts that I read and I'm like, this is it. But most of the time, the things that I get sent, I get the, the what is the opposite of confirmation energy? Like I repel it. Like I'm just like, Ugh. you know, like so most of the time, the things that come at me, I, I don't necessarily resonate with. 
but then you run this kind of like difficult walk of am I am I in my purpose? Am I balanced? Don't I need to have a job? Like, and I think these things exist with every single person. Like there's so many people that have trouble making decisions that are in alignment with their spirit because whether it's like financial reasons or FOMO or whatever it is, certain responsibilities, it's very, very difficult. But yeah, most of the time I'm more inspired by the people and certain things that I've been working on as a producer than the things that that actually come at me. That's why I've had the same friends for like 10 plus years. It's it's very, very rare that I, I'm just like wildly inspired. You know what I mean? It's very rare. Yeah, but what you speak about there is, is also, I would say, strong intuition. Strong intuition can be a no. Yeah. Like and a, that's the thing. That's it's like, me. it's, it's how do you, how do you start to trust the no? And stop arguing with it, especially as women. And I was so excited to do your podcast because I just know that it's going to really focus on a lot of intuition. And there's nothing stronger than a woman's intuition. And But so many of us, we question it and we question ourselves. And you got the answer when you thought about it. Immediately, you got it. But you want to kind of like not argue with yourself, but you want to like justify why it could work and why I could make this work. But the energy has already kind of met you, you know, and that's one thing that I'm learning how to really be like, I don't really want to, I should just be easy. And I, I don't want to like ruffle any feathers and I'm just going to do it. And it's like, but, but you got the no, or you got the yes. So yeah. stand in that power, yeah. like commit, like stand yeah. in it. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to p kind of really own that. And I, and the second that I start owning that honest energy of the, the absolute yes, or the absolute no, I feel like my career will like really shift. But right now in full transparency, I, I like to kind of debate, do the Virgo lizard brain thing. I'm still human in that way. I'm a strong believer that when we're working on an intuitive level, all we need to do is make room for the intuition. I don't feel it's throwing logic out. I think logic has a place. Logic has a place. Logic has a place. Logic has a place. But what I think tends to happen or what I've seen tends to happen is that intuition just doesn't get a seat at the table at all. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people, I have a lot of friends that are actually not like, they're not necessarily like the most spiritual people, but they'll be like, ah, oh, I knew I should have done that. Like, you know, you hear those friends that are just like, oh man, really, man, I knew I should have done that. Or I just saw this and you hear that happening a lot. Like I knew I should have blah, 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 blah. We always kind of know. Exactly. I, I think it's an equally empowering decision to say, I'm actually not going to follow my intuition, but I mm -hmm. recognize it. Saying that's my intuition. And following it today isn't the right path for me. I'm going to actually follow logic and I'm going to follow emotion. Right. Because sometimes I think energetic, intuitive information doesn't really look at the timeline. Right. And you can say, you know what? Not today. Like, I don't need to throw my life in the air completely to follow this intuitive impulse. That direction can come much more gradually. You know, for example, I think sometimes I've had a moment in my life, very intuitive, where I just knew I was moving. But that, that sense of, you know, it was it was like a, a lightning bolt struck me and it 
said, you're moving out of LA. And it, and it had been 13 years. And I, at that point was like, wait, what? I'm sorry. It, but I didn't feel looking back even that I needed to destroy my entire life that second to follow the intuitive impulse of I'm moving. Right. It wasn't logically sound. It wasn't emotionally fair to people in my life. It needed some time to marinate, but yet I could make it the empowered stance of saying, that's my intuition. I know it to be true. I'm not quite sure how this is going to evolve, but I'm calling it to the table and I'm listening to it. It doesn't necessarily run the entire show. I have a funny question. I know it's not my interview and I'm not a lot. I'm like, you're supposed to be the interviewer, but I have a question. I have a question. (laughs) Do you get, I don't even know if the word is premonition or prediction. I don't even know the difference. Full transparency. Do you get it for yourself? This is my favorite question. Is it really? Okay. Cause I'm like, am I allowed to ask this? Do you get it for yourself? Well, and I'll tell you why it's my favorite question. Because for years, I looked at psychic information and intuitive information as being the same thing or perhaps intuition was a dumbed down version of psychic like a watered down version and then i was like well what's the difference between information for myself and information for others that Mm -hmm. distinction was so important in my life at one point because i realized i was a damn good psychic for everyone else Right. And I could tell myself the story of, well, that just means the information is for everyone else. And it just means it's not for me. And it just means that this is the right way to do it. And then I had a realization that, no, that was just my programming. That was exactly what you were talking about as to women putting themselves second. That was a consequence of me saying, I'm going to care more about you than I'm going to care about me. And the moment that I realized that if I shifted my focus from the external to the internal and at the very basic level made them equal, that the intuition, which I now describe or identify as about me, it's Mm -hmm. information about me, for me, for me to live my most expansive life was plentiful, but I wasn't getting any of it until I was able to shift focus back to myself. It's that conversation of like, whose opinion is more important, the external worlds or yours? And I personally valued the external world much more until about the age of 28, 29. Really? And then, uh, yeah, and it made Mm. me a a great psychic and I could, I could tell you anything about my clients. Oh, by the way, by the way. Just so people Mm -hmm. have, obviously like I'm her client, like she's one of my... (laughs) spiritual like seers she's one of like i'm sure she works with a ton of people but just letting y'all know like she's we are connected in that way so like after this comes out like just know we've probably already talked again like this is not just like some random like oh you know some booking person or some pr person called me for this like no this is somebody who i energetically am connected to so Saying that in case people are like, oh, I wonder, like, just clearing that up so you don't have to wonder. Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel very honored to get to be in that space. But it, but it was really important to me in my own development. And then I started realizing, like, all these sensitive people in the world, like, anyone that's sensitive, anyone that feels, generally gets information about other people and not about themselves. 
and I would say it's the people who are most open-hearted who generally get information all about other people, mm. the most sensitive, the most empathic. Mm-hmm. Also women, like we've been mm-hmm. trained to mm-hmm. see the other mm-hmm. is more important. The other one gets more space in your energy. That's where your focus is. That's where you're pointed. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I would look at some people that I would work with, quote unquote, not spiritual people, so to speak, didn't have spiritual practice, top CEOs, billionaires, super intuitive about their own finances, about their own life, about their own direction. Because they're looking because the they're looking inward. Yes. And those were the visionaries. Right? Like those are the people making some big strides. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't be both empathic and connected to self. Like you have to honor the self. You have to be able to pull back from everybody else to be able to actually access. So when you ask me, like, can you get permissions for yourself? So to speak, permissions, a weird word, but can you get information? And I would say yes, every day, but that was not so much the case when I was 28. When I was 28, I wasn't getting anything for me. I would have friends who were like, dear God, Flair, like everyone could see that a mile away. You read people for, for a living. Like, why aren't you using this in your own life? Right, and people drive me nuts because they're like, why don't you, why don't you get like, I don't know. Can they play the lottery then? If they're so psychic, why don't they play the lottery? And it's like, you think that you would get that gift if you were selfish and you used it for like self gain. So there's almost like some sort of like karmic balance. I mean, have you heard of people doing that playing the lottery? And I mean, to be very honest, I believe you could use it to pick lottery numbers if you cared enough about that. If you on an internal level were like really intuitive and there was an, a, a reason for your most expansive self to go like pick those lottery numbers out of thin air, I think, yeah, that information is there. I don't think energetic information necessarily has to be spiritual. You can use it for spiritual reason. Like you can do anything in your life. The information's out there and it's just like yours to use to live a most expansive life yours to play with that's why there's some really intuitive people out in the world that make very intuitive choices and we wouldn't look at them as the the biggest spiritual guides necessarily they've really tapped into this ability now where i think true power is is you merge the two you have a spiritual practice and you have the intuitive ability and you have the psychic ability i mean that's like i think the power that sensitive people can develop yeah but where most people get stuck is they they care more about the other. They place the other over themselves. And that actually really limits them because now all you have access to is that psychic information about others. And, and you lose the ability to live your most expansive life. I get that. I yeah. totally get that. Yeah. Have you ever had that moment that you see in friends where you turn around and you're like, I knew it. Like, why didn't I? Not till recently. Oh. Not till recently, I think. I'd spent so much time running around, especially like post vampire diaries ending. I just wanted to like build my body of work so quickly that I actually wasn't paying attention to some of one person in particular that I had around me for a long time. And I, I was just like happy to have any help I could get. And now I do once I've stopped and been like, the signs were there, just not even like using my third eye or any special anything, just a straight human paying attention. I, yeah, there are moments where I'm like, gosh, 
I knew that. And now like my new thing is not, I don't want to even say brutally honest because I try and I try and protect the people that I love and just only give them love and good energy and support. But if I get asked something very specific, I think it's important to just be super honest because I hadn't even realized how much honesty is connected to your sacral chakra. Like I had no idea how much being your full self is important in terms of manifestation and power and really owning your power lives in that space. And for me, I'm a creator. I My whole life is based around creating art or film and TV and music. And it's like that part of me is just not clean or clear, it just affects everything. I'm just like blocked, blocked, blocked. And sometimes I'm just like, I, I look outside and I'm like, oh, it's because this is happening in the world or this potential writer strike or like all of these very kind of human things that we all subscribe to. And the reality is sometimes you just got to look at yourself and be like, are you like living in your authentic way like are you eating in an authentic way are your relationships like honest and and like the I, I call it like a smell like the earth relationships like are can you look at somebody and really feel that love and that connection and that just like full transparency of I'm here take me like if that doesn't exist for you and you're vibrating on a place of like hey I'm here but you're actually talking to my representative you're not really talking to me I'm over here thinking about some breakup or my next meal or this outfit I want to get. You're not really getting me, you know, I think, I think you got to look at that. You got to really look at that because so many people are like, why is this not happening for me? Why is this person or that job or that place or my parents or blah, blah, blah. Like we're so, it's so easy to point a finger at our parents or our clients or our bosses or our kids and say, it's because of them. And, oh, the maid broke my favorite face. Or I don't have a maid. I'm just saying for people that are rich that have maids. I'm just saying, but like, there's like, you know, we constantly are looking outside of ourselves, And I just think it's, it's just convenient, but it does affect you. It affects how much you bring into the second you actually stop and say, well, what am I doing? That's not authentic. Like, where am I kind of like skipping out on myself? What am I hiding from? Then I think some stuff comes up. It's usually like kind of like messy and like not as perfectly packaged as you would want it to, but it's okay. You gotta just be like that. Which is why it's but important is, to surround yourself with, 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 yeah, with friends, with teachers, with guides, with people that can hold space for you to be your authentic self. Because they, I've had, I've been around people where I'm like, mm, this is not the kind of person that I feel like I can really be my authentic self with or communicate in a really like full, honest way. So, you know, I need to make more time for the people in my life that I can be that way with. And I think. Some of us don't really think like that. We're just happy to have companionship, but so much of it is bullshit. You got to really find the, the real ones. You know what I mean? And you can only attract those people to you if you're, if you're a real one yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like attracts like for sure. So when these days when you want to manifest something, what does that process look like? It's, it's actually kind of changed. I am, I am somebody who does believe in the, 
the um, frequencies of ah and om and those chants. Like I am trained that way and I can manifest that way if I need to. A lot of things I've created in my life, I've manifested that way. Something I don't know changed recently, like a week or two ago even, where this idea of kind of like removing my identity of what I think I'm supposed to have. Like I know my end goal for myself. I know what kind of relationships I want. I know the kind of fabric that my that my end goal of life feels like. And so instead of, I, I put that and then I kind of let it go and then I just start to listen. And that's when I kind of allow things to, to come to me and present itself to me and ideas to present itself to me. I think as a Virgo and, and I'm not just like a regular Virgo, I'm like two organizers. I'd done a movie where I played myself basically called Love in the Villa. And it's just like, I can be exhausting like exhausting nothing is worse to me than not having control but I've learned to say okay god we're cool you know what I'm going for you know my dream you know my purpose you know what I want to do in terms of service so we're gonna put that aside and now let's talk like now let's like now what are we working with here and the wildest stuff has happened like the wildest stuff, things that I thought I wouldn't get until like another 10 years, 20 years. Like I've just, it's, it's being presented because I'm, I'm disintegrating my ego <laughs> against my own human mind conditioning. I'm learning how to kind of, they say, let go and let God. And I've heard that a lot. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Those people like they can do that because they have this or they have that. And you know, I'm not just doing that. I need to control everything. But there is something to it. There is something to still working hard and going after what you want. But at a certain point, once you do everything that you felt you could do, you have to let it go. You have to let it go. And know that if it's meant for you and it's in your divine path, it will be there. It's waiting for you. It's already existing. So many of us, we like manifest but we don't come from a place of it's already done. We come from a place of I want versus I already am that. And if it's meant for me, then it'll line up. And if it's not, then you got to say thank you anyways. If, you, if you're all about being in your like divine path, some people are like, I just want to be a billionaire. I don't like that's not I don't want that. So if that's what you want. Like have fun. We probably won't be friends, but okay. you have a good life. <laughs> I think you you're speaking to the so the deeper concepts of manifestation. Yeah. The surrender bit is um, an important bit. I think also like if people are really interested in manifestation, other than like using awe as a way to kind of generate that and having that energy move from your sacral chakra to your third eye, there's also some really great, it might sound silly, but like YouTube has some really great ways to listen to different things that you can play before you go to sleep you know while you sleep you're in a I think it's called theta state so you can actually like really tap into your subconscious and start to program it a little bit better because sometimes we don't realize that we take to bed our fears our insecurities our depressions our heartbreak every thought about you know 
the next day. So many people are watching movies and TV shows in their bed or on their phone before they go to sleep. I mean, no disrespect to anyone that does that, but like, that's stupid. Like you are allowing your mind to become vulnerable to anything that you see and anything that you watch. And then if you wonder why certain things are appearing in your life or they're not, like what are you programming into your mind? Are you just watching the news all the time? Are you just scrolling all the time? Like what kind, like I protect myself. I, you know, I'm also like, I work for the UN unless it's something I can actually do something about and I can get on the ground and do something about, I don't just fill my head with a bunch of things. I want to take action. If I can't take action or I'm not planning on taking action, I don't bring anything into my awareness unless I'm planning on taking action around it or being of service or support to that person or that thing. So a lot of people wonder about manifestation, but so much of it comes from protecting your space and not just people that you allow access to, to you, but things that you watch, books that you read, things that you see on Instagram, like stop giving your power away. Stop letting everything have access to you. Most people do not have access to me and not because I don't love everyone. I love everyone. I love my fans. I love everyone. There's 20 people that have my phone number because I am a spiritual person. I have to protect my energy. That's all. It's nothing personal. So that's something that people get to look at for themselves if they choose to, but it's also a sacrifice. Not as many parties. Yeah, it's true. And I think it's really interesting what you were talking about from the subconscious perspective, because it's something I really focus on. If you're receiving a certain type of intuitive information or, because or, really intuition is the receiving of that energetic information and the manifestation is the creating of it. So it really is all back to that original loop. Whatever you're bridging up intuitively, is because you've set some kind of subconscious precedent there or some mm -hmm. kind of importance. You've valued it subconsciously. Mm -hmm. You've said, like, this is important for me to know. So if you're mm -hmm. constantly just reading the news, people are like, why Why do I only get intuitive information about bad things? You know, why do I only get intuitive information about, like, right. stressful, like, terror? Like, I want the good stuff. It's like, well, your subconscious is so geared towards survival. You're just reading the news. You're looking at all the terrible things that could possibly happen. Right. Your whole energy system is like, all right, any kind of information we get about survival, like, let's bring that in first. Yeah. Sometimes like what really helped me when I was, when I was a kid, when, when somebody would say, oh, you just left your receiving set open. So like, I stopped kind of looking at myself, like necessarily like a human and more like a, like a conduit, like, okay, like I'm on the wrong channel. I'm focusing on the wrong things and I'm just going to like change my channel. So sometimes like if you're vibrating on the same frequency as like your, your boyfriend or your mother, you'll think of them and they'll call you or vice versa. It's because you guys are on the same frequency. And it's literally like, that's how I think of things. Um, and that's why it's important who you surround yourself with, because you want to be on the same frequency as certain people that are vibrating in a certain way that you identify with or that you want to be like. Yeah, absolutely. When you and I chatted last, I'm just curious, and you don't have to talk about it too much, but okay. you, you did talk about being quite psychic. Oh my being, gosh, being is this my coming out of the closet party? I don't know, is it? It's like, it's up to you. <laughs> Listen, I've already played a witch for eight years on a show. Please do not drag me back into this. But I haven't really seen anything 
or been shown anything since we, sp uh, that's not true. That's not true. I read like three, four people since then, but since then, like four people like last week, but since all the red carpets and all this weird energy, I haven't, I haven't really picked up on anything. I have, I get given certain things. And, and listen, like, I think everyone has the ability. I do too. Yeah. There's certain things that I get given. I will say that you and I are very different because you, you get your information from the person's higher self. And I'm just like African ancestors, like what's up? Like full conversation. Like that's just like, I have like this, like a lot of energy around me specifically from my father's side of the family because we're just West African and I got a lot to say. So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not, don't come up to me in the street and ask for nothing. Don't ask me for a reading. Don't ask me for nothing. Like this is, let me get into Flora's class. Like, let me just like get my little, let me get to Hogwarts first and get my shit together. I'm just, I've made some suggestions and had some conversations with people and I was accurate, but everyone has it. Everyone has the, uh, the power to tap in, to drop in, to kind of listen to the part of them that sometimes people hear, but they just, they don't hear very well or they just block out or they fill their minds up with other things and distracting things. But yeah, I, I've been listening a lot more than I've ever listened and I've been receiving more than I've ever received. So we'll see what happens with it. But if, yeah, if I have an intuition about something or someone and and I, and it's coming from so, a place of supporting them and I can be of service to them and help them heal from something that I'm picking up on their energy, I'll tell them. Yeah, but most of the time I shut right. up. <laughs> I mean, listen, don't come up to me in the streets either and ask for a reading. So it's kind of like the same thing, you know, boundaries. <laughs> like, but but the, the thing I always like to add, because, because you say this from the perspective of like ooh, witchy and weird and yes in some way which i am like that's okay yes. that's okay that i'm that i'm very yes. woo woo i'm like running around with shamans and and you know deepak who's actually not as woo woo as me like i'm very woo woo i love my woo woo i like my sage like i like my crystals i love being surrounded by powerful spiritual people it's just i just that's how that's my comfort zone and and absolutely like more power to you for that because i think the tools can you know really really bring that energy but but the thing was that i wanted to to acknowledge too is this whole podcast was was really like initiated from the realization that any party that i go to where somebody finds out what i do someone would be like oh i have a moment or i have a thing or i have a and it's like actually oh so they tell you no one talks about it they yeah, tell yeah, you like, they've got a thing don't think I'm crazy, but this one thing happened. Now, obviously, you you've opened yourself up way more. You get it more like consistently. There is more like evidence there for you because you're open to it. Not just but that. I'm, saying... I'm around you. I've been around like Shaman Durek. I'm around like my other like I'm around a lot of spiritual people that stay in this world. And it's almost like getting a I don't want to say a cold because a cold is a negative thing. But it's like when you're around people like that, it does amplify it. For me, at least it amplifies it. When I'm just around very like a certain vibration, I don't get it. Absolutely. You, but I would argue that you could if you got on this right station by yourself. Right. Right now, maybe you need to piggyback on somebody else's <laughs> ride to that station. But if you, but yeah. you could get there yourself. I'm just shotgunning you but right now. 
Yeah. I'm like your hype man. (laughs) I'm just the spiritual hype man. I'm happy to like have the, the like little magic carpet that everyone can get on. Like that's absolutely fine. Cool. Um, but I, but I think there's something to be said for it's actually not that weird. There are so many stories and most people will have maybe one or two or three in their lifetime. But yet, I think we all have it. And, and part of what I wanted to bring home with this podcast is the most successful people I know, the ones who are making a difference in the world, listen to it more. Mm. If you have a connection to that inner call, if you have an action to the intuition, then you have the ability to create in the world something that doesn't already exist. Your limitations are internal, not external. Mm-hmm. It becomes available. It becomes mm-hmm. infinite. And that for me is is such a part of this podcast. It's like I, I want the listener to hear people who are out there living a big life and go, well, what are they doing differently? Hmm, maybe they're listening to themselves. Maybe I should listen to myself. Yeah, I think I think this is um this is a perfect platform for you for that. It's interesting, right? Because like what kind of people are you wanting to talk to? Is it like cuz I know you work with obviously a lot of actresses and you know, there's a lot of things around kind of listening to your gut and owning your power and a lot of that stuff that I feel like are themes within most actors. But like, you'd be surprised, though, that it's themes within within CEOs. It's I just had um, who people will get to listen to uh, Michelin star chef on. Oh, yes. I saw that you just did something like mm-hmm. that. Completely self-taught. I'll have spiritual teachers on. I mean, listen, I've had my own journey within that too, right? Just because I have a natural ability, perhaps, doesn't mean there wasn't a struggle to say, you know what, I'm going to listen to myself over other people. Like, there's a lot of resistance. There's a lot of not reading the comments. There's a lot of oh, yeah. saying like, oh no, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna shine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out into the world. I'm gonna speak my truth. That kind of inner truth. That kind of inner call. And following it, you find that in any profession. I also want to bring on people who are in a more wellness science field because I feel like you can't access intuition if your nervous system isn't regulated. But it's it's everybody that's that I look at going, oh, they're doing something exciting. Like they're living their truth. That's where it kind of lives, isn't it? It lives there. It's like living living your truth. I mean, I I love just spending time listening to people that focus on living their truth, but also use their platform to make the world better because they're living their truth. Like I just freaking Jay Shetty hat. Cause I'm having like kind of a bad hair day, but like, I just went on his, I went to his tour and it's just like, it's amazing. Like there's so many people that are offering wellness and wellness looks so different to other people. But I think your, 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 yeah, your whole system in terms of health and making sure that you're, you're putting things into your body and on your body and the environment that you're around. A lot of people live in a very like almost polluted state, like consistently. It's, it's, you got to pay attention to where you live, what you're putting in your body and around it, you know, not just people, like places, things, food. It matters. It affects all of it affects your clarity a thousand percent. 
I'm sure you find that too, just in your, in your experience of life. Mm. It's what you were talking about of like only letting 20 people have your phone number. Yeah. And how you reset. People are shocked because people are like, oh my God, I saw that, you know, um, I won't say who, but he's a huge, huge star. And he was at this, this, um, this party that I was at didn't have clean energy. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I saw him. He was there too. Did you get to talk to him? Like that happens to me so much where people are like, oh wow, like you were, I saw so-and-so there. And I'm like, because if I read you energetically and you're not clean, mm -mm. I don't care. I don't care if you're a billionaire. I don't care if you're the wealthiest person in the world. I don't care if you're the most famous person in the world. Like I don't, I just don't operate like that. You know, That's so yeah, no, you gotta, you gotta like read it. You gotta read it. Cause it's like, and it's not just cause like I'm an empath. Cause I meet a lot of people that are like, I'm an empath. I'm like, yeah, but like, you're way too, like, you need to like ground your shit. Like you're just way too sensitive. You don't have to just be so like affected by everything there is. There are certain things that you can do to make sure that your space is protected. Just cause you're an empath doesn't mean that you're just some vulnerable, like flower out there in the wind, just susceptible to every storm. Like you get to have your power. It's not, it's not a badge of honor to be that sensitive. Greatest spiritual teachers that I've met, they're tough as fuck. They're tough. They're not just some like loosey goosey, like kumbaya. They're not that way. They're like these tough people that will bring everything out, but also have boundaries for themselves. And especially as a woman, we, we sometimes feel guilty about setting boundaries. Like this is for me, this experience that I had, yes, might not be the best thing for you, but for me, I needed it. it I own that. I love that. And that's my boundary that I have for me. And, and I hope that when people listen to this and they, and they see us, cause I feel like you're such a warm, loving person. I feel like I'm pretty warm and loving. They sometimes think that, that that's how we always are. I, I, I say, I know you it's, that's why I'm like that. But if I have a boundary up, it just respect mm -hmm. it. Cause I'm very, I'm tough. I'm a tough lady. No, especially with work. Like my boundaries are, are very good but I remember one time like teaching a class and we were speaking about boundaries and one of the students was like oh no her boundaries are very are very tough like they like they like um spoke on it you know on the group chat thing and I was like hmm good no they are I'm gonna leave I'm gonna I'm gonna like like that comment <laughs> because it's true it, yeah it's like talk the talk walk the walk like your boundaries have to be have to be rock solid and anytime that I question that anytime I think like oh maybe I'm being too tough you know on the boundary aspect i come back to the research of Brene brown around interviewing the most compassionate people and she was looking through mm -hmm. the research and she's like what do they have in common like what is it about the most compassionate people with their one common identifier and it was boundaries isn't that interesting like you can yeah. actually give more yeah with a bigger heart yeah yeah, I just, I just, I saw something and I know it's not necessarily like the most spiritual thing, but there's somebody that I saw who I've always admired their work um, in the entertainment industry and they just retired and they said like their cup was empty. I, I don't allow my cup to be empty. I give you from the overflow and, and I have a commitment to me first. 
and a part of my commitment is 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 the boundaries and i get to decide okay like this is my like one interview of like the week and that's it i'm not doing anymore because this energy i'm devoting to you and then everything else doesn't i'm not doing anymore this week i'm not doing a bunch of other calls i'm just not cuz i know my i know my limits energetically and so many people when you do so much or you're somebody who gets who's very visible in the public eye there's a, a weird entitlement that people feel like they have for your time or your space or your energy rupaul says it best what other people think of me is none of my business i will give you my overflow if i don't have overflow i just get quiet send love and gratitude but I, I can't do it. And not being able to do something doesn't mean I'm I'm over here doing a million other things or shooting some movie or writing some book. It might just, I decided I needed to take a walk in nature. That's what I needed to do for me. And I work my ass off. I don't know anyone else that's done what I've done. I don't know. Now, I don't know anyone that has the titles that I have that is doing what I'm doing. I do not know one person. I work really, really hard. So... If I need to take that for myself, I do. And I'm not apologetic about it. I'm very honest about it. I would argue that that's why you are that intuitive. And I would argue that that's why you're getting psychic information. And I would argue that that's why you're creating and able to create the many opportunities in your life. Boundaries. And I hope like the girls that, that listen to this, because I know I have a lot of young girls listening to this and, you know, people that were, that are kind of, that have watched my show. I mean, they watch my, my movies and, and listen to some stuff that I've released recently, but a huge chunk of my fan base is from this show where it was all about, you know, dealing with another realm and all of that. So they, they almost have a different kind of openness than maybe if I was doing like a bunch of like rom-coms my whole career. They're already understanding and looking for the answers within themselves. So the fact that I get to come on here with you and offer that to them, especially because so much of that character did not have boundaries because of the way it was written, which is a whole other conversation. But that character was all about sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Like, I do not follow that. I do not subscribe to that at all. You get my overflow or you get nothing. And I'm extremely loving and I love everyone and I give everyone so much time, but it's my overflow. That's all you guys are getting. You're getting my overflow. I have so much love. And I think it's really important that girls, young girls especially hear that because there's so much need for external validation now more than there ever was when I was you know, on MySpace or whatever, you know, like there's so much more need for strangers to acknowledge you and tell you how great you are and your friends to like and post and focus on the overflow and you will be the most compassionate, loving, happy human being. Yeah. And super tapped in. Yeah. Tapped in. It's the most important thing for me these days is like, am I vibrating and on my, like, am I in alignment? Like, am I coming from the right place? Is this my truth? Mm -hmm. Or I'm letting somebody else dictate mm -hmm. it for me. Mm -hmm. Letting somebody else tell me what's most important. Letting me right. let someone tell me what I should focus on. You knew. Right. You knew the second mm -hmm. it was presented to you. 
but we just, you know, we're, we're all kind of on some level people pleasers and just to kind of get out of that and be able to be like, no, that's not in alignment for me. Love, love you, but no, that's mm -hmm. not, that's no, not, I think you're living it. I'm living it. I think, I think I'm living it. And when I'm not, I pay for it. I pay the price of not living in my alignment and not, you know, Hey, I need to go here or at this time. Hey, I have a really weird feeling to call somebody right now. I'm just going to do it. It's the worst time for me. I'm about to go into a meeting, but something says I need to call this person. So just, just, just listen to it. I, if I could offer anyone anything, you know, you don't have to be psychic to start listening to yourself. You know, gut checks are really oh important. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that's that's the whole role of intuition. We were we were talking about this um, with my team the other day about how there's such a misconception that for something to be intuitive, it has to be like the call from the soul to your mind, right? Of like right, the burning bush. <laughs> like yeah, like something massive. And no, no, it's such it's a team. subtle. It's super. It's super super subtle. Yeah, it's super subtle. It's they, they, cause they want to see if you're, they want to just like the universe and the guides and the spirits and the angels and your archangels and all of the things they, they, it's a very subtle realm. Like it's very, very subtle and you have to have enough reverence for them and yourself and your spirit. Like, how, do you hold your spirit with reverence? Do you like honor that part of you enough to listen for the subtle the subtleties because they're there they're there all the time it's super super subtle and i just i've just started to become really obedient to energy and that's okay like that's it's fine it's probably the hardest thing i've ever had to do as a control freak but yeah certain things have to take precedence over my own mind that just thinks i just know everything i just know you know, I'm who I am. I have this many things under my belt. I make hits. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. I, I really don't. I, I know that if I follow my intuition, really good things happen. And if I operate from a place of purpose and I'm here to like support and, and be of service to, to the people like you or organizations, that make it their life's work to be of service to humanity, then we're good. Everything else doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. Thank you so much. For Thank you for this. I just, I just have so much love and gratitude for you and, and what you're creating and all of the, all of the lives that you've, that you've, helped and still help and um i don't take your time for granted thank so you. thank you thank you for this a oh, cool so podcast i know i'm so excited about it i'm so happy you're here yeah let's let's see what happens i can't wait to listen to all of them and 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 yeah and have people like subscribe and and all of that i hope i hope especially the the girls listening that they found their power in an easier way today that they they know where to look so changing as women but so much of that means we also have to value ourselves differently the intuition is is the female it's the female gift it's a female gift you got to honor it though you got to honor yourself you got to yeah. hold yourself with reverence you have to also start to become a bit more un like just be unapologetic do things that you need to do for you super important 
super important. Even you and I, you know, like we're, we're powerful women. We have strong intention. I think Mm -hmm. both of us Mm -hmm. identify with that. Mm -hmm. And I know for myself, it's still been a hard practice be like, no, I'm going to choose me. And it's, by the way, it's going to be hard. Like it doesn't just, oh, I made the decision one time because then you'll be like, oh, okay, that was really hard, but okay, I got through it and I feel better about it. But guess what? A week later, two weeks later, a month later, maybe you need that paycheck. Maybe it was a boy you really liked. There's just all of these things that'll keep coming back. It'll keep testing you like, okay, can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? It doesn't, it doesn't just end. Like that's one thing you got to realize. Like it doesn't just end because you make the decision once. It's a lifelong practice. Like the meditation, it's for the rest of my life. Like it's like the UN work. It's the rest of my life. You have to commit to a life of, 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 training yourself and your spirit to to do those things it's it's hard and and the more successful you become the harder it becomes to say no and even if they don't understand why it's not your responsibility to educate people on what makes sense for your energy it's not your responsibility and that's not holding yourself in reverence like it's just not so you know thank you but no thank you I'll see you in my overflow. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for thanks for using your overflow here. Yeah, no, you're you're so you're so worth it. Now I'm gonna like go to the airport with my head down and nobody's getting nothing. Cause I've just Good for you. This is it. Yeah. Safe travels today. Thank we'll you. We will be in touch. I'm yeah. super excited. I'm super excited for this podcast and um you rock. You're so special. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Right back at you. Safe travels. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.